who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas with me is eric sanchez eric, eric's tired no, late I night. am not tired. Late night recording here. Uh-uh, well, don't baby, worry. I'm loud. Well, <laughs> as long as you don't reach the raging climax too soon, we'll be good to go. Oh, okay. Because this week, we're talking WrestleMania 15 XV. The tagline was the raging climax. You didn't oh, know the rage in. I thought you said the raging. Is it the rage in? Yeah, it's raging. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> It is the raging, you're right. See, I, th- I, I was know. confused. I thought you were talking about like a big raging climax. Do you th- okay, as long as, you know, people are excited and for all the women that want to be me and the men who <laughs> come to see me, we're going to talk about yeah. table and all this fun stuff this week <laughs> on the PPW podcast. If this is your first time listening, I appreciate that. Maybe another podcast recommended us or you saw a Twitter feed or something like that. Appreciate that. As always, you can find all past shows for free. Favorite podcast app, search Positively Processing Podcast. All future shows go there, too. If you hit subscribe, they will show up on your listening device every time a new show comes out, which will usually be Thursday or Friday, as much as possible for us. Yeah, every every week. Sure. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. (laughs) You can follow our Instagram page, PPW underscore podcast. Pick up a t-shirt at the whatamaneuver.net store to support the show. Best way, as always, is to tell a friend about it. Even if you're a longtime listener, maybe just remind to tell a friend. Like, hey, remember that podcast I told you to check out? They're still going five years later. Yeah, they're, so they're, still, they're still at it. They're, they're still, still talking d- about old stuff. <laughs> old wrestling. Every once in a while, we'll do a new show or do a new topic, but yeah. it's usually random nostalgic wrestling. So New stuff comes up every now and then. Yeah, or random stuff comes up, like dumb stories. Yeah. <laughs> we go off tangents all the time. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I'm getting my WrestleCon kind of WrestleMania weekend plan set up, Jeff. Cool, cool. Jeff fully pulls one. I were on the phone today talking, and we're just like, oh, man. Jeff's got that, Jeff's got that wallet heat. He's got a lot of guys to, to get out. And they just announced William Regal for WrestleCon, which is awesome. Adam Cole, Britt Baker. Do you want me to get your Britt Baker blood and guts signed? Or did you open that? No, it's it's still in the box. Would you be interested if I if the price isn't too high or, or sign it for you? I have no problem bringing it to you. Hmm, that's something to think about. interesting. Maybe a nice white to go on that red. Yeah, or something like that. all right. You piqued my interest. Okay, I will let you know when prices are out, and uh, you can let me know if it's something you're down for. Because yeah. I'm going to get a few things signed. Uh, I think I'm going to have Adam Cole sign like his AEW, quote-unquote, AEW rookie card, which mm-hmm. I have, so that'll be cool to get. Uh, a few other things, and lots of fun stuff. I've just ordered the Beefcake Legends, which where he was the tag teams. Get him to sign that. 
Nash sign his legends along with I'm going to have Kevin Nash sign my VHS copy of TMNT2 Secret of the Use. Have him sign as as Super Shredder. So that'll be my next uh Whoa, buddy. VHS wall collection thing. It'll be maybe, fun. Maybe he'll sign uh, uh you know something Nash and something the Super Shredder. Well, he does sign Super Shredder on things because he's got that Super 7 Super Shredder mm. figure. So he does sign it. So and a green pink pen, because that shit pops, as, as you know. <laughs> it sure does. That's why I've been kind of pumping the brakes. I've sold a few things recently, and yeah, just kind of pumping the brakes and buying stuff, just because I've got WrestleCon WrestleMania weekend coming up. Any, any wrestling stuff or other stuff? Picked your interest recently? You've been busy at work? You've been got time to shop around or anything like that? Uh, Still looking for not, Yoko? Well, the more I look for Yoko, I'm like, eh, I don't really need him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing with collecting. Like, you you, you get that, um, I don't know, that anticipation and, and mm-hmm. that, that uh, I don't know, the adrenaline rush of the hunt, and you're trying to find it, trying to find it, and time goes by, you don't find it, you kind of give up on it. <laughs> so, so I don't that's know. True. So I don't know. If it, come, if it comes out, it'll be like, mm, should I get it? Where, like, a month ago, it's like, I have to have it. Yeah. So we'll see. Whatever happened with his latest legend set from WWE with like Triple H and Hurricane? Yeah. They overproduced it because not everybody wants it. No. This is the most legend I've ever seen. This is more than the Bobby Heenan Weasel Suit legend for sure. Yeah. It's a lot. but More than that Tito. More than yeah. that Tito. They're great figures, man. They're great You know figures. what? I, I put it out on Twitter. You retweeted Other people retweeted it. And I was looking at how many uh, WrestleManias... Um, the participants and who who did the most WrestleMania appearances, whether they were booked as as a like a side guy or, or, mm-hmm. or, or a match guy. Uh, Tito, you know, had nine. Uh, Hogan had nine, and Brett had nine. So as I was doing this and going through it, looking just through through the history and all the different matches and all the different people that have been on WrestleManias one through ten. I'm like, you know what? I want to find that Tito again. <laughs> so, so I passed on Tito a hundred times while I was in Target like five six years ago. But now all of a sudden I'm thinking I want a Tito. Have you looked for it? Have you looked up the prices yeah, for like it? Yeah, it's like 30, 35 bucks. I'm like, mm, I could have got it cheaper. Could have got it for like 12. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, the FOMO is real. I understand. And it's a good figure, too. It is. Uh, what, what is another figure? They never made an El Matador Mattel, which would be awesome. Yeah. But that'd be a lot of, a lot of fabric, maybe. Maybe it'd come with a cape or something. <laughs> well, it's like the uh, the Los Matadores. Yeah, exactly. Just use them exactly. and put his hat on it. Okay, now you're thinking. Yep. Yep, yep. So we teased it a little bit. This week, we're going to talk WrestleMania 15 because in the theme of bad reputation WrestleManias, this is one of them. And we did WrestleMania 11 last week. We've done WrestleMania. We actually did a WrestleMania 9 watch along, WrestleMania 9. Mm-hmm. Like, we watched the whole thing together while we recorded. I completely forgot about that. It must have been drinking but we had wrestlemania 11 last week right and i still think it's not so so terrible it's bad don't get me wrong but it's got nicholas totoro who just made my day watching that show yeah it's it's not um i think some what 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 do we rate it like a C minus (laughs) i think i gave it a c you gave it a c minus yeah i mean it wasn't terrible yeah, it wasn't. It was nothing like to write home about. I mean, I guess it was. We did a podcast on it, but <laughs> nothing else great about it. Yeah. Okay. I'll say this to, right off the bat. I watched WrestleMania 15. Mm-hmm. Watched WrestleMania 11, back to back weeks. I like 11 more than 15. You do. I like 15 more than 11. Okay. We'll talk about it. There. Oh, are, we will. <laughs> That's why we're here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do a lot of talking. Okay. 
WrestleMania 15, the Rage Inn climax, March yeah. 28th, 1999, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the first Union Center attendance of 20,276, a gate of 1.4 million, over 1.4 million, so quite a lot here. That is. Had a pretty had a pretty good buy rate uh, for, especially for wrestling in general, but 99, they did 800,000 up 730 from the year before. So they're, they're really building momentum here. And this was the rage and climax. Mm -hmm. And I remember we watched this pay-per-view live. This was definitely one fresh. I was a freshman in high school that a friend's mom ordered for me and my two buddies at his house. It was like a pay-per-view party with pizza it was it was fun. It was yeah, definitely a good same time. here. You are it was at a pay per view party for you too. Yeah, it was me, um, my buddy Anthony. Mm -hmm. um, I think two other people were there too, but uh, I don't. I just remember me and Anthony would watch wrestling a lot uh, Monday nights, and some, sometimes his girlfriend would come over and whatever. But you know, we'd get pizzas from this uh, pizza place down the street, and mm -hmm. you know, he'd always get onions on it. I'm like, can you not get onions on it? Because I don't <laughs> like the taste of like baked onions on a pizza. Okay, he's okay. like, well, I'll do half. I'll do half. I'm like. The first time is like, oh, okay. So we did half. It still tasted like onions on my side. <laughs> so anyways. You pissed off the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was a little more um, temperamental back in them days. This pay-per-view reminds, reminds you of onions. Yeah, it <laughs> sure does. It does. No, it reminds me of the good times, spending time with my buddy Anthony. Um, he moved. This, so. this was the, the first pay-per-view the WWF released on DVD. Mm -hmm. That's a little factoid. I remember that because Hollywood Video in Orland had it for rent. So I, I was like, ooh, maybe. Like, I think I even bought the VHS at Suncoast or something, but I was like, ooh, I can rent the DVD. Yeah, that's so pretty good. So it had special, good. special features and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. It was it was a big deal. So big did deal you, did the you buy one. the DVD? or the, Eventually, yeah. yeah. Eventually, yeah. All I have right. it now. It's in my collection, but I forget when I eventually bought it. But it's, uh, it's, it's something you kind of need to have if you're a WWF, WWE, like DVD collector. This is the first one. You need it. You know, you need your collection. So what I did this week before, I'm like, you know what? I'm sure you do it all the time. But I'm like, I'm going to watch the go-home Raw of this just to kind of mm -hmm. get a feel of, of what's going on, who's doing what, instead of just going into this cold and then hoping there's some highlight package leading up to the match. So it was a lot of fun to watch that Raw right before this one. Was that the beer truck one? Yeah, it was the beer truck okay. one. So thinking back to, like, I forgot that... Um, well, on that um, uh, Monday Night Raw, you had uh, Billy Gunn going against uh, Road Dog. You know, winners take both titles, all that kind of stuff. So I forgot that Badass was the, or Mr. Ass was the hardcore champion, and Road Dog was the Intercontinental champion. So as I'm mm -hmm. watching this, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, because I always just think of them as tag champs. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this is fun. The best thing about that Raw, of course, the famous beer truck, it's not the act of Austin spraying the beer. It's the promo he gives before. It's just spitting fire as mm -hmm. he's talking. Like he's got like venom in his eyes. God damn! But what what a guy he was. And he's just and the crowd just loving it. He's like the definition of a badass. Yeah. And he's my favorite line. He's like he's coming out here spitting little nursery rhymes about Jabroni <laughs> Avenue. You better get your ass serious, son, because I'm gonna take myself to WrestleMania, drive right down Route 316, check into the SmackDown Hotel, and burn that son of a bitch to the ground. Like goosebumps still yeah. when he says that. Yeah. It's just amazing. Take your little glasses off so I can see. <laughs> Everything was little, little, like you know, just really putting him down. Yeah, before I slap the lips off your face. And the rock, of course, is just doing an amazing <laughs> and job. And he, takes, and he takes his little glasses off. Yeah, just He's selling to his daddy. 
<laughs> and then, of course, with the beer truck, it sprayed. Vince is like swimming in it and all that. Uh-huh. It's it's just so, so great. Such an awesome moment. And again, I think a lot of we talk about this a lot in the show where people see like, oh, I've seen that a million times, seen the highlight, but they don't watch the entire presentation. So go back, watch the whole segment. It's it's amazing. It's just, worth just it watch too. the whole raw like it's. Fun. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Well, 99 WWF, they're on fire. You know, they're gaining all the momentum from 98. Mm-hmm. WCW is kind of going down the crapper, and it's everything. And Deborah, to, Deborah is fit as, ooh, baby. Everything points to this show yeah. needing to be just an amazing show, which I could see why it had such a high buy rate. But it's just, there's just something that doesn't quite click. It feels just like. This whole show feels like a like a supersized raw, where a bunch of shit happens, like a bunch of angles happen. It's not just a, it's not about the matches; it's about the angles they have throughout the show. Mm-hmm. There's the whole story of the special referee for the main event, and then the DX turned back and forth, and the big show is half turning, and Shawn Michaels shows up to make rules at the end, and that, it's just all over the place. The matches aren't great. The main event I think is fantastic. Austin uh-huh. Rock, we'll yeah. talk about it, but. It's it's just something doesn't click, and because it's Attitude Era, it doesn't have the have the warmth of mid '90s WWF for me, which is why it, despite how terrible WrestleMania 11 was, I give the slight edge for bad WrestleManias to 11 over 15. Okay. That's just the only reason why. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, you do have a point with the Attitude Era. A lot of these shows just kind of run and run. There's just so much shit being thrown against the walls that I kind of forget, like. I mean, the whole year is like, the not that it's the same thing. It's just so much happened. It's like, I think I forget most of what happened and remember very little of it, even though, because so much happened. Mm-hmm. And plus, I think we don't rewatch these Attitude Era shows over and over and over again like we do 90s WWF stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, so before the show gets started, there's Heat. Remember Heat was the pre-show for pay-per-views? I do remember. I thought it was awesome. It was on uh, MTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you and I don't know if it was on TV at this point. I'll have to check, but uh, the kind of, I guess, dark match. It wasn't really dark because it was on TV. Yeah. Uh, Jacqueline with Terry Reynolds beat Ivory in a minute. Uh, D'Lo Brown in test one over, or like a battle like a battle royal to determine the number one contender to the championship. So the so last D'Lo, two would yeah. be the, the, have to team up to mm-hmm. for the titles jo- against uh, Jeff Jarrett and Owen. Yes, and Draws and the Godfather eliminated each other. So again, we're already starting with the angles, and this this comes into it later. But I thought that right. was kind of cool. Like, okay, you're going to be in a tag match, but it's going to be the last two guys. So whoever it is, you guys are going to have to team up. So I thought like that was a, like a fun element. Like a wild card. Yeah. The team almost. So WrestleMania 15 starts off with Boys to Men being introduced to sing America the Beautiful. They are booed it's at so first. It's so hard to say goodbye. Okay. 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 Is oh, that's smooth? not the song. <laughs> I mean, I don't. <laughs> but they're booed to start. But Damn. they turn this crowd by the end. The crowd's cheering for me then because they do so good. Oh, okay. We're talking harmony. Did you watch it? Did you see what happened oh, I there? I did watch did it. The, okay. But they're from Philly. Yeah, but they still were booed at the beginning because they're, you know, they're not a boy band. They're a men pop group. Yeah. Or an R&B group. This was like in your face metal era. It's like, get this bullshit out of here. When you, I mean, this is like Woodstock 99 coming up this summer. We've got <laughs> Limp Biscuit and Kid Rock and... The chili peppers burning down an airfield in, in uh, Rome, New York. So then after this, we go to the WrestleMania 15 intro, and it feels epic with f- classy Freddie Blassie 
kind of over overviewing the history of WrestleMania and wrestlers and talking about men and giants and all this stuff. And then it transitioned to the Pirates of the Caribbean theme, like dun 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 dun. So it makes it mm-hmm. all feel good. It all feel good stuff. Like WrestleMania Tampa Bay. Was that what it was? No, that wasn't. That didn't have like the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. This had the the epic one. Okay. Okay. If you say, if I say so. If you say so, you're the boss, boss. We go out to the live shot of the crowd, and it's ad to dare. So of course, there's signs everywhere, and they're awesome. That's one of the fun things about the attitude. There's, there used to be a Twitter account. I wonder if it's still active. It's called Attitude Era Signs. Mm-hmm. And it's just hilarious signs from the Attitude Era that people have, have shown over the years. What do you think of this kind of minimalist set of just the giant WrestleMania logo in metal where people had to duck under to get into the arena? I mean, I liked it. I, I you know, it didn't really stand out to me as like yeah. being like unique or different, but... It was WrestleMania. Got the big sign with the X over the V, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody had to duck under it unless you know, your big show or test. Shane kind of did. Too. Everyone did. Shane, it's, it's below. <laughs> Shane's like five six. He does, man. I'm telling <laughs> you, people got to duck. duck. Under it. All right, they got to duck. All right, so we so open up. Ass man yet? No, well, we get there. Ass man. Because the opening match is the Hardcore Championship. Hardcore Holly, Al Snow with Head versus Billy Gunn. What does everybody want? <laughs> what does everybody need? <laughs> You're in a singing mood tonight, aren't yeah. you? I guess we all are. Head, head, head. What was your opinion of the Hardcore Championship era? I thought it was cool. Um, you know, not being a big ECW guy, but being aware of ECW, I thought it was kind of fun to have that element of ECW with WWE. Mm-hmm. And having like the Blue Meanie on the show, Al Snow, like, you know, some ECW alumni, you know, being part of it, it was, it just made, you know, the attitude air a little bit better for me. Okay. I, I liked it because it was fun without being too crazy. Like mm-hmm. there was like smashing stuff over heads and all that, but it wasn't flaming tables type of thing or it wasn't deathmatch yeah. stuff necessarily. So it was fun. Yeah. But it was nothing crazy. You know, people uh, coming down with their shopping carts of stop signs and sticks and hockey sticks and kendo sticks and trash can lids and, you know, irons or ironing boards. <laughs> just, <laughs> just silly shit. Yeah, there, there's cool there's cool moments throughout this match. There's one part where Al Snow kind of uses a chair as a launch pad uh-huh. to slam into Billy Gunn uh, that gets kind of some ECW chance. Uh, nothing crazy happens other than that. Uh, there's a table spot. And then eventually um, Billy Gunn gets the win because what happens? Hardcore Holly. Oh, Holly Holly, to, Holly got the win. Right. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Because Hardcore yeah. Holly kind of hits Billy in the back with a chair. Yeah. Billy hit the famous steal. son Snow to kind of knock him out. Right. And then Holly throws Gunn out, out of the way. And, well, he does hit him in the back, but then he you know gets him out of the way so he can cover Snow for himself. Exactly. So he, gets so he steals it. And it's, it was seven minutes and it was fine. But nothing crazy. The only thing I liked about this, again, was the spot where Al Snow launched himself off a chair <laughs> and the crowd being crazy into it because it's WrestleMania. I like Another when, they're, I like when um, uh, Snow is using the hockey stick and get the fans ch- go, uh, chanting, let's go Flyers. Yeah, exactly. Then he busted over, uh, I think, Holly's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, after this, there's a plug for some merchandise and stuff like that. And we go to our next match, which we briefly touched on earlier with the Battle Royal. So Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett with Deborah take on D'Lo Brown and Test. D'Lo Brown and Test are a team now because they won this battle royal and they're already kind of fighting. Mm-hmm. 
you know, Ivory's with him. Um, who else do I got in this here? Oh, also before this match, there was I mentioned the signs earlier. There was a sign out in the crowd that said Deborah three sixteen hey. per, per hour. Oh, I wonder were they dating by that by here by at this time? You think? Who Deborah? Austin and, and Deborah? They weren't married yet. No, they st- uh, no, that was much later. I think. Yeah, because they they were an on screen couple post two thousand one when Austin was a heel. Yeah. Or actually, no, right before 2001. Okay. When she got assigned to be The Rock's manager, loading to that pay-per-view. Yeah, going back and watching this one, like, I don't know why why I just didn't, wasn't into Deborah. Like, maybe because you're older now. Yeah, I'm I'm older and I'm into older women. (laughs) You're more mature. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't into older women when I was younger. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, she's really fit. She's tan. She's greased up. She's just in her. She's greased. This is a creep cast. No, I'm I'm telling you, you you, you didn't watch this. Of course you watched it. What do you mean I didn't watch this? Of course I, I watched the show. Yeah, I know you did. So you know but she's I wasn't, all, you know I'm, I'm she's not talking about up. <laughs> talking about greased up Debra. But here's the thing. Like, she's wearing just brawn panties. she got this big old sport coat. Yeah, right. And I love Jeff Jarrett. Like, he would always try to cover her up. <laughs> He's like, you got to cover up, baby. <laughs> she's coming out there in her underwear. Like, but, let's, like, did Jarrett not see her before they get out? Did yeah. he, like, just notice her? He's so into himself, he didn't notice her? <laughs> yeah. And I know you said you don't like this version of uh, Don't Piss Me Off, Jarrett. I liked him. Did you? Yeah. Well, I like the team of him and Owen. And Yeah. Uh, I mean, Owen's good in everything. We we did an Owen Hart show years back. Yeah. And in retrospect, just everything he did was so great and it so was. funny and just so entertaining, entertaining. So this is a really quick match. It's, like, four minutes long, so there's not a lot to break down in it. Uh, there's a part where Ivory comes out, PMS comes out, which is Ivory the and Terry. pretty mean sisters. Yeah, Ivory and Terry come on out. And it's just kind of a mess where they're arguing with Test yeah. and D'Lo, like, why can't you guys get along to win the championship type of thing. Yeah. And D'Lo's like, where the hell are you? I was trying to tag you, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> they start shoving each other. I'm like, well, it wasn't, it wasn't a good finish. <laughs> it was not. No. So we're two matches in, but I do two li- quick I do like Tess, and I, I saw so much like potential in Tess. Yeah, his music sucked, but him, test, set, him, and test, his look. And, this is a test. Yeah, even <laughs> even, his, <laughs> even his promo skills weren't too bad. Like, yes, it was. He he was. He was I didn't he say it wasn't that. too bad. I'm just saying he had potential. I thought he. Yeah, I that, thought you know he could have been uh, bigger than I'll, he was. I'll never forget when he was in that feud with Shane, kind of right before he led up to get marrying Stephanie. Yeah. And they had to fight the Mean Street Posse. And then he <laughs> yeah. fought Shane, the lover reliever match. Uh-huh. And he would always say Joey Abs. We would say Chewy Abs, Chewy Abs. I'm coming for you. Not Joey Abs, but Chewy Abs. So that'll never forget him. That's I mean, not a Sky bad Point, promo, though. <laughs> Sky Point, rest in peace. Test. We miss you. I remember when he came back to ECW when it rebranded. No. And everyone and he was all jacked. Oh, and the I... crowd was just chanting, "You took steroids." Like WWE CW. Yes. Yes. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, look it up. It wasn't very long because he uh, like, died shortly like after that. Months. But check. I mean, I don't really remember. I just remember him being jacked. I probably went on vacation chanting. and he was gone by then. You went on vacation he was gone? <laughs> Maybe I went to Vegas or something and missed it. Okay. Next up, we have Butterbean versus Bart Gunn in the Brawl for All finals. Dude, I texted you about this because I, I forgot Did how- Have you not seen this in a while? I have not seen this in a while. That's why I'm telling you. I was, I was so pumped for this. Okay. Like, just the introduction. They made the wrestling ring look like a boxing ring. They got, the, like, the full long pads instead of the three turnbuckle pads. Like, everything, the, every, all, 
the hype for this was amazing. Well, because, before that, they had like a hype. They had like a hype video with Bart's trainers, and everybody predicted Bart to win. And I was mm-hmm. like, did they not see like Butterbean's a professional fighter? Right. Okay, but go ahead with what you were saying with the special guests and all that. Just everything looks so cool. Like this is going to be a fight, like a boxing fight. You know, maybe well, maybe Bart Gunn. Hey, don't well. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is all before we know what happens, right? <laughs> So he's yeah, he comes out laughing. with his people. They're all oh man. Isaac Hayes was doing a little uh, salty ball song. <laughs> yeah, he does that later. He, they show him doing that later at the yeah, WrestleMania Rampage. Hey, my balls salty and brown. And he got the uh, the referee Vinny Panzienza. I forgot what he was from. Probably he boxing. was a boxer. Yeah. He was a boxer. Gorilla Monsoon is here, and he's looking not well. But my goodness, does he get a big pop and well deserved? He did. Man, Grilla was the best. Just miss Miss Grilla Monsoon. Another Sky screaming Point. At, screaming at Bobby Heenan. It's like, what are you talking about? I'll have you kicked out of here, Brian. Your your favorite wrestler's a loser. Look at Ric Flair. He sucks. And he's oh, yelling my at God. Him. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. Miss Miss Grilla Monsoon. And what's funny is apparently, we didn't, I didn't know this because I was, I was a kid. I wasn't reading the dirt sheets, but... On the like, Meltzer Awards, he would consistently get worst announcer every year. I'm like, he was the best announcer. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Maybe, Screw that. Maybe if he was in Japan. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So, I mean, what's there to talk about with this match? Bart Gum comes out with his chin straight up in the air. Jesus Christ. He couldn't even put his fucking hands up. Sorry for the language, but you couldn't train, like, to, to train against a boxer with boxing? But my, Butterbean my just, good, my good. Butterbean comes in. <laughs> my God, I meant. I'm so throws, I'm so uh, flustered over here. Throws a quick combo <laughs> bam, bam, where bam. he goes <laughs> where he goes down. And Butterbean, I believe on the dark side. Did you see the dark side of the ring on this on this uh, yeah, uh, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So Butterbean talked about. It. He goes, "Yeah, I knocked him down once." I'm like, "Okay, this is it." He's like, "But then they let him back up." I'm like, "Oh, now I gotta knock him out." <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-five seconds later, ding ding. It, but why what did the ref of, what, what let him of, get back up? Well, he this is WrestleMania, damn it! You can't, <laughs> you, can't you can't put all the all this people paid to see all this, this production and and introduction and but, just and then and then after the first seconds. <laughs> the first knockdown, Bart gets up and manages to stand up even straighter and stick his chin out even higher. <laughs> yeah, he he was not, he was he wasn't there, and he just. Knocks him out. Bam! It's like that old than, cartoon where, like, the glove comes straight into the guy's face, and like his body, like le- his spirit oh, leaves his man. body. Yeah, he's just Str- strumming, strumming a harp on his way to the heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're laughing. Any one of us, this would have happened. To, oh yeah, right? Because we're not like, boxers, right? Bart Gunn beat up some fake wrestlers. He beat up Bradshaw. He beat up Godfather. You know, he yeah. didn't beat up real fighters. I guess Godfather used to be the supreme fighting machine, comma. Yeah. But, oh my, and knocked, and knocked out Dr. Death too, right? Yeah. Oh, this is ridiculously hilarious. It's just insane, like, that this was a thing and that they let I it wish, get to this. I mean, I'm, everybody wishes this was, like, scripted, but I wish this would have gone at least, like, three rounds. I do, because, I, I mean, it, at least, I don't know. Just just everything hyping again, this up was awesome. Again, if Bart couldn't keep his hands up, like what is Butterbean yeah, supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, I think he Butterbean seems like a nice take, guy. 
he should have taken it easy on him a little bit. But then, I think you know, he started to take it easy on him, but then Bart started throwing. He's like, all right, you're going to punch me. I'm going to knock you down, pal. Yeah, throwing those <laughs> wild haymakers. What do you think Vince was thinking when this happened? Like, oh, Probably took oh. his headphones off and threw them on the ground and got in his car and left. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you'd have to see Bart. <laughs> yeah. He's like, tell my left. He goes, he goes, into, a, goes into a dressing <laughs> don't, room. Don't even say anything. <laughs> yeah, Bart, you got to change out in the alley. <laughs> and then because this this was so short, I got a chicken suit comes out for him to get knocked out by the boxer. Yeah. Like, like this is where the show starts to go downhill, I think. <laughs> I don't yeah, think I'm, I, I'm with you because I, I was I was I was up. I was hyped for this. Yeah, because I, I like the um, I like the tag match. I like the the what do you call it? like the uniqueness or the the mystery of you know how well is Test and D'Lo going to work together and and the hardcore or yeah hardcore match and then we got this one. I'm like mm-hmm. all right, we're looking good, baby. Bam! Thirty five seconds later, I'm like uh oh. Oh, this was rough. Uh, Post match, since we've got more time, we go we show what happened earlier between Mankind and the Big Show, Paul White. Uh, they had a big fight on Heat earlier, mm-hmm. and then Mankind says he's going to beat him up again. This, again, is the weird, raw-type feel yeah. of the show yeah. right. where the winner of this match is the guest referee in the main event. So why wasn't this match on Raw? <laughs> this didn't need to be on WrestleMania. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, Mankind comes out in his referee shirt, which is hilarious. But there, there wasn't there... Um, I thought there was a match for the referee for this on raw and it got there screwed might have up been. somehow there might have been everything was just a mess it was. everything was just a freaking mess with this. <laughs> we go back and forth uh eventually the big show grabs some chairs gets himself disqualified so mankind is going to be our special referee for the main event mm-hmm. vince comes down all <laughs> pissed off he's like just stay in the ring i got something to say to you and he starts just yelling at him and like belittling the big show. Berating him, calling him a nobody. Yeah. I'm you good for McMahon, nothing. You mean nothing. And then he It's like you first had, you had big, a job to do. <laughs> you couldn't even do it. First Vince gets almost choke slammed, but then Big Show thinks better of it and calms yeah. down. He's like, Alright, I can't do this to the boss. Puts him down, right? Yeah, exactly. But then he Big Show eventually because he Vince smacks him, right? Right he across smacks, the face. Just slapped po- him. Then the big show punches Vince out, and Patterson and Briscoe come to try to help him out. And mm-hmm. this is just a mess. But again, the story nine is because mankind's also knocked out from these chairs. Is who's going to be the main event? Who's going to be the main event winner? And I wish there was more to say about what's going on in this. But this is like like we're reviewing a TV show, not the biggest pay per view of the year. Yeah, and Vince is also getting the cops. He's arresting Big Show. Get him the hell out of here. Yeah, and he, he like screams at him through the cop door and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, we've got our next match here. The Road Dog, the IC champion, takes on Goldust with the Blue Meanie. The D-O-double-G. And Ryan Shamrock versus Ken Shamrock and Val Venus. You mentioned your big crush on Deborah. I had a Ryan Shamrock to me when I was like yeah. watching this. Yeah, my, bu- my buddy had one on her too. I, I didn't see it. Do you see it now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, she's cute, but that's about it. I don't think she's, like, smoking hot. I think what it was was all the wrestling girls are these goddesses, right? Uh-huh. And here comes, like, this regular-looking hot girl. This old shabby-looking. No. From the, from the. No. She wasn't over-dolled up. I think she was Ken Shamrock's girlfriend in real life. But 
Either way, mm-hmm. I was a big fan. There was a poster in like a raw magazine I had. I used to yeah. look at that and just put it on my wall next to my Tara Reed picture from American Pie. Hey, look at you. Yeah, man. 1999's Steve yeah. crushes. Hell yeah. Maxim Magazine was the thing. Sure was. I wish that was still around. Maxim? Yeah. It's not? No. They had another one be. called Stuff. I like that one. It was like a spinoff of Maxim. That's I not went around to, either. I went to Barnes & Noble uh, recently with my kids to get some books for them, and mm-hmm. there's still a pretty decent magazine section. They had some PWIs, and there's magazines there. Also, you go to the airport. Magazine's still at the airport. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah I, need, I mean, if you're at the airport, you need something to read. But like, mm-hmm. no, I'll just grab a magazine for the flight. Yeah. I still don't know why they sell porn at the airport. Like, Playboy's like, who's flipping that through the plane? Who's buying a penthouse? Well, you, you, you put it. You put it inside like uh, GQ. Okay. Like you did that, in like fifth grade. <laughs> is that what you did? <laughs> no, not in fifth grade. When did you do that? In fifth grade, I didn't do it in fifth grade. No, when did you do that? Oh, I don't know. You actually did that. Sure. You're a smart guy. Well, you yeah, I, I I would buy them. Well, I had you know when I was living at home, and I would kind of hide them in other magazines. Okay. The only thing we did like that, like clever, was mm-hmm. the self-checkout at Jewel. We would take like a six-pack of like root beer and then go to the liquor section, take take oh, out the root beer, switch it with the beer, and I then scan it. the six-pack of root beer so we'd get free beer. Not free. We'd pay for it. The root beer, but we'd have beer. Yeah, you paid, and it for, worked. paid for the root beer. Yeah, and it worked for a while until eventually someone caught us and we couldn't until, do it anymore. Until Nancy at customer service is like, why are you guys buying root beer all the time? No, I don't know. I think... I forgot how I wasn't there when they got caught, oh. but I, I don't know what happened. Like, you you got to be smooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and they were they weren't say. smooth when you weren't there, so that's why apparently, they got busted. Apparently not. So, what do you got to say about this match? Any thoughts on the blue meanie or anybody? <laughs> what What do you got to say this this elimination IC title match? I like you said, I forgot the Road Dog was the IC champion. Yeah, I even forgot about this match. <laughs> 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 I don't even know who. Oh, Road Dog wins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot how the, how it ended. How the match ended? Yeah, this is like a, a forgettable okay. match. So Ryan Shamrock accidentally tipped, trips Goldust, and yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, and then the road the road dog rolls him up and um, for, so rolls who, through who like was a Shamrock slam. with Val. She was with no, she was with Goldust and the Blue Meanie. Okay. But Val, Val, was, Val, just, Val was going after her, wasn't he? Was yes, he? yes. And Shamrock didn't like that. But that is, yeah. is that this story or no? Kind of, but again, this also has several stories because <laughs> Goldust is involved too. Oh, look at old Goldie over there. It's a, it's. A, I guess the only thing I did like about it was elimination match. I like elimination multi-man matches more than first fall wins match. Yeah, you're right because um, Shamrock did get counted out, mm-hmm. and that's kind of cool. Like if you get counted out, then you can't be part of the match, even if it's triple threat. Like one mm-hmm. guy gets counted out, that's not the end of the match. Well, there's no countouts in triple threats. Oh, or DQs. Okay, you're right, it's only you're pinfall right, or right. submission. You're right. You're right. You know, uh, I know random wrestling rules. I know things sometimes. Right. Okay, Are you sure you still like this better than eleven? As we as we go along here. Well, I mean, there's a lot of forgettable matches in eleven. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> but it's is, got Jonathan Taylor Thomas, J- JTT, Jenny McCarthy having a blast, and Pamela Anderson couldn't be more pissed off to be there. Mm, I don't know. I mean, this one's got Deborah. <laughs> In her overcoat and bikini. Yeah. And her big, yeah, big, big oversized overcoat. Mm-hmm. Next we get a matchup or a kind of a recap of Triple H versus Kane. I forgot this was a feud at all, but it didn't really matter. This is only a feud to set up the eventual double cross turn they do tonight. 
Um, yeah, my head was spinning <laughs> yeah. when all this there, was there, going down. This is when like a fireball hit Kane or Kane accidentally hit China with a fireball mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And then Triple H shot a fireball at Kane dressed up as gold dust. And... Yeah, he, he did a good job as gold dust. I, I, okay. was, I was confused. H dust? Yeah. HVAC? This is just insane. <laughs> Everything that's going on here. Before the match, the San Diego chicken comes down. Turns out to be Pete Rose. And what happens? He gets Tombstone by Kane. So I'd love that old school Pete Rose Kane bullshit. <laughs> yeah. First off, he, what was it? First when he had 14, he was there talking tombstone. about Boston. He's like, hey, Boston, I left tickets for <laughs> Bill Buckner, but he couldn't bend down to pick them up. Huh? <laughs> and Pete Rose at WrestleMania 14 to my many list of impressions here <laughs> in the PPW podcast. I don't know if that was a Pete Rose impression, but it was Pete Rose. Rewatch Ro- that. Pete it Ro- is. That's, Pete that's Rose's, exactly how he Pete Rose's it. words. It sounded like something different. Could, that's exactly how he said it. I left him for Buckner, but he couldn't get down to pick him up. Huh? <laughs> like he was like, huh? That was my joke. Get it? Yeah, we get it. Okay. So anyway, Kane is with China here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kane ends up winning this match by DQ because who comes back with Triple H? China. Mm-hmm. So DX is back. They're reformed together. See, I can't help but think like when China jumped on Triple H because I mm-hmm. we we know they used to date. I'm like, yeah. man, is that how he used to fuck her? <laughs> like she jump on him, he just like kind of hold her up and. I know that's what crosses my mind sometimes. Apparently, you're sneaking porn magazines in your GQ. Like, geez. Yep, I'm looking at one right now. Just kidding. Yes. All right, and then we go backstage because David McMahon, who's being interviewed, talking, they're asking him who's going to be the referee of the main event. Vince says, "I'm going to be the referee." Well, why the hell did he just do that to begin with? Like, did he go through this? If he had, if he thought he had the power to make himself referee, right? Why go through all this bullshit? But he doesn't know the rules. Well, we find out later he doesn't. But at this point, he thinks he does. Well, it's his company. I'm telling you, I read the book. I read the rule book. He doesn't know. Okay. Else. By the way, that Kane Triple H match was freaking 12 minutes because every WrestleMania Triple H has to go 10 to 20, no matter what. Oh yeah. Because he thinks he's fucking Harley Race. Like, what are we doing? Here? <laughs> he is Harley Race. He was during a time when he had that same beard Harley Race had. Yeah. Yeah. What What was that era called? The McMahon or the. 2003 ruthless aggression no the one where he where everybody blamed triple h for burying him because he wouldn't let anybody win that was 2003 2004 oh that's it yeah oh okay never mind yeah i mean it was two years <laughs> how long do you think it was i don't know the way that the way i read about it, it felt like 10 years i wasn't watching at the time so i couldn't tell you it's like the rain the reign of terror yeah that's what it was tower of terror at disney world hollywood studios buckle up mm. <laughs> speaking of buckle up everybody's to buckle up for the women who want to be me and the man who come to see me awkward swivel swivel hip swivel do you want to see the grind and then she grinds she's so so gross with her bangs i don't like i don't like her at all did you ever like Sable? No, just her. Even her being this heel Sable and her awkward, sexy moves is just weird. I didn't, I didn't like her. Well, from what I understand, she was uncomfortable doing it. Oh well, so. it looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It shows. It really shows. 
well, she faced Tori, who was wearing a bodysuit that when my friends and I were younger, were convinced you can see her boobs through. You, of course, can't. No. But we were convinced. She's coming out like Chitara. Shout out to Thundercats. What about uh, Cheetah from Wonder Woman 84? I don't know. I'm, I'm going Chitara. Okay. Okay. See, this, I mean, is, they, this is another. I really like Tori. Was it Tori? Uh, Tori. What was her last name? Just Tori. Oh, was, she had a last name. Gata? Um, no, it's just Tori. That was her name on TV. It was just Tori. I know, but you know what I'm trying to say. What her real name was. I don't care what her real name I was. I do. Well, Nicole Bass shows up. I know her full name. Yeah. She shows up at the end of the match and starts whooping ass. <laughs> Power bombs the hell out of... Hey, have you seen her? She's from the Howard Stern Show. <laughs> yeah. That, thanks, thanks, King, for the <laughs> for the history lesson of who this person was. Yeah. For those who don't remember, Nicole Bass was a very muscular built woman mm-hmm. who was in the Howard Stern Show, and she showed up on wrestling for a brief period of time in the WWF and... I'm sure Vince Russo saw or something and said, yo, bro, I listen to Stern in the morning. Mm-hmm. And what people don't understand about what I was doing here was I was trying to get cultural references on television. That's my Vince Russo. Pitching this to everybody. Nice. Or explaining like himself. You got to say bro more. Bro, 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 bro. <laughs> Which you don't understand, bro. Is I wrote a book about how I'm a born again Christian, bro. He did. It's a true story. Hey, all right. This is also the woman, Nicole Bass, I'm talking about. Yeah. When she would show up on Howard Stern, Fred, it was like a sound effects guy, he'd play Herman Munster laughing. <laughs> <laughs> did for, you for Nicole Bass. Did you listen to Stern? Heck yeah. I listen, well, yeah, I did listen to Stern. I also listened to Mancow out here in Chicago, but yeah. I, pre- I preferred Stern. Okay. I preferred, so Mancow, I don't know if it was national. He was mainly Chicago, but there was like a rivalry. Yeah. You had to like choose sides. Well, I Stern think Mancow made it a rivalry. He's like this little guy who's trying to like, oh, I'm better than Stern. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> he had a guy named Turd on his show. <laughs> he did. Did prank calls, all that yeah. stuff. Remember Irma? Like no, the, she, uh, man cow always like hyped her up as like being super hot. Uh-huh. But I, I never seen her, or never even looked her up. I'm gonna look her up now. Anyway, okay. So I just want to talk about this match, like uh, Tori. Yeah, I I yeah. felt like I don't know. I, I liked her, and I thought she had like Test. You know, I, I thought she had a lot of potential and had a good look, and I thought she could be a lot better than what she was. But she fucked up a couple matches in here. So I mean, a couple moves. Well, it doesn't help Turn, the Sable's not that good either. <laughs> turns out you were wrong. Well, Sable yeah. ends up winning, retain the title, does the grind over mm-hmm. Tori, and it's, I mean, really not much to say else about that. Yeah. This was just not good. Not good. Uh, then we go backstage, and DX says they're reunited with Xbox because they are. And they're saying how Triple H and Road Dog, Billy Gunn, China, the original DX is back together. Mm-hmm. So Shane, the Mean Street Posse, they are screwed, right? I think I've talked about this before on the show. But we haven't done anything about the Mean Street Posse in a while, but I loved Shane, the Mean Street Posse. Me and my two friends that we watched the show together, we were <laughs> such gigantic Shane McMahon fans. We thought he was mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. Even like on this episode, he does a little strut walk now with his ex-punk shirt, yeah. ex-chump just amazing and there's one point in the match first stars he does a leapfrog and like celebrates <laughs> yeah this is my favorite Shane like the guy that's just goofy not the guy that pretends to be a fighter that came back in 2016 yeah you know I love this Shane O'Mac and 
X-Pac kind of pretty much does carry Shane through the match. Um, there's not a ton of high spots or moments. It's just a pretty standard. Again, I say it's a lot. It feels like a TV match up until the big ending when who comes in, China and Triple H. China distracts the referee. Triple H comes, gives X-Pac the pedigree. One, two, three, oh, Shane man. wins. When Shane won, let me tell you something. There was an explosion of joy and screaming in my friend's room. We were watching this. His, his mom came in and said, what is wrong? Because everything were they, points. Were they high-pitched like puberty screams? I was 15. I think I was post. I think I had a deep voice by the time I was 15. <laughs> but either way, yeah. we were so pumped because everything points to this build of the good guy Shane coming back and winning, right? Yeah. But it doesn't happen. Or, I'm sorry, with X-Pac coming back and winning. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't happen. Shane wins. And it's amazing, and of course, this is two turns in one night for China and Triple H. First they go good. And the crowd loved it. They did, because they, it was something different. And that is one thing that, as much as we, I, I'm especially me on this show today, teased Vince Russo, this WWF era had the feel of anything could happen at any time. And that's the cool thing. I'll, I'll give him the credit, the credit for this, is yep. Russo. He changed how shows went, how, exactly. how how long titles were held, how yeah. you know all the swerve the swerves, bro. But it's cool for like two, three, four years, but then it just gets old. It's just all predictable at that point because it's already been done. So I thought this whole like brand new type of booking and and, and Russo's involvement was was awesome. I loved it. That's probably why a lot of this attitude era stuff doesn't necessarily stand the test of time because it wasn't meant to do that. It was meant to just stand the current time it was in, and it yeah, did that. It did. You know, this, there's a lot of timeless stuff. I've been watching a lot of uh, Bret Hart stuff lately, mm-hmm. and his matches are just timeless. Like, you could put him in, in any era, and it still holds up today. Yeah. It's still just awesome. You know, you put some of the maybe the older NWA matches, they're a little slow, and some of the moves aren't are really as exciting, but everything – Brett matches are great. Shawn Michaels, too. I know there's been some criticism I've seen. Uh, uh, maybe Shawn Michaels' matches won't hold up as long as Brett's, but Shawn's do as well, too. His, both those guys were just so damn good. And then we're kind of seeing that now in this era with a guy like Brian Danielson, a guy like AJ Styles, where, and even a guy like Edge, too, where their matches just, I think, will hold the test of time and just be forever just awesome And as we look back on them. So... It's my little soapbox thing with Bret Hart and, and wrestling that stands the test of time. Well, here's another also, thing that stands the test of time. Xbox has the best spinning heel kick. Oh, yeah, for sure. No one no one does it better. Has anyone done it better since him? No. <laughs> I just said no one does it better. Nobody. Someone eventually is going to, you'd imagine, right? Maybe. I hope so. Okay. There, there's this thing Xbox said, I probably mentioned on the podcast before. He, I think it was on Austin's show, and he was talking about um, people slapping their leg or slapping their arm for to make the sound of, mm-hmm. of skin on skin he's like you will never see me how i do it so every time i watch an x-pac match i try to see when i hear a slap or a smack or something i'm trying to see how he does it i can't figure it out he maybe does he's he, got like a long tongue he smacks his oh tongue <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> maybe he screams slap <laughs> but that's just Post- something i i heard and I, I keep looking for it but you know, every time I hear like that contact that where someone would slap their thigh, mm-hmm. I don't know what he does. 
X-Pac, another guy that I think people know how good he is and have yeah. seen it over time. But another guy you go back and watch him like, oh, wow, he's carrying this guy in this match, in this match, and especially in his WCW run. He's carrying everybody. So mm-hmm. uh, Post-match, the Outlaws come out, and they're all pissed off, and Road Dog shouts off to the uh, announcer, to Michael Cole, and King's like, yeah, that jack-off hunter is done. He's finished. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. And then Cole says, yeah, he's done. And he goes, no, that jack-off's done. <laughs> <laughs> he corrects him. Yeah. Classic Attitude Era stuff. Then we go to our recap of a pretty famous match, infamous match for mm-hmm. being bad. Infamous built-up, too. The built-up's a lot better. Oh, definitely. Of uh, The Undertaker versus the Big Boss Man, Hell in a Cell. The build is The Undertaker is the corporate minister, or the, cor- or the Ministry of Darkness. Yeah. Not the corporate minister yet. And he's just so <clears throat> evil. And he's stalking Vince's family. And he's burning teddy bears. And he just wants control of the company. And he's burning he's be- his signal, or his, what is that? that symbol. Yeah, the symbol outside uh, McMahon's home, like in his yard. He's Yeah, he's creating fire. He's just becoming more evil. He's mm-hmm. taking the character of the undead and turning him evil. That's why I love never really this is my fa- That's my favorite Undertaker. Ministry's your favorite? Yeah. I have to think about that. This entrance is my favorite. I, I got With- I got his uh, figure of this one. Well, that's what the ult- well, no, the ultimate is the WrestleMania 14 one, his ultimate edition. Mm-hmm. But I agree, it's it might be my favorite too. I think about it. He just he was having pretty good matches. He's doing storyline stuff because all the all the um, <clears throat> excuse me, just the ministry itself. You had uh, Midian, the Brood, the uh, the Acolytes. I don't know. Just everything was, I, you know, I just like dark and evil stuff at this time too. Like I liked metal. I liked Rob Zombie. I liked ministry and just, you know, so much like darker. I don't know if it was darker now. I mean, right now it's pretty tame, but back then that was more like, Oh, you're, you're like Rob Zombie or you like this or you like that. But you know, I, I was into all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, to see, so you to, felt seen, you felt seen. No, no, I felt like, like, man, I mean, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Not that I was seen, but you know, they were, they were kind of giving this to the, to the audience and you know, not just for me, but a lot of people liked it. And then the match starts. <laughs> this Hell in the Cell match. Yeah. Which I don't understand why it was Hell in the Hell in the Cell match. Didn't need to keep anybody out necessarily. No. Who? I Exactly. But the boss man is, is there. In this match. <laughs> the match is all, all night. The boss man, they, as they say, is there to do Vince's bidding. Mm-hmm. So this is just an excuse for Undertaker to beat some guy in the corporation. Well, here's another uh, thing that'll stand the test of, blah, 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 stand the test of time. Bossman's nightstick skills. The way he spins that thing like a baton back and forth. Whew, I wouldn't want to mess well, with him. Okay. Okay. I feel you. I can feel you on that. He's in good shape here. Mm-hmm. He, he gets the Undertaker busted open, handcuffs him throughout it. Eventually, Undertaker wins with a tombstone, and then he starts looking up towards the roof of the building, and... This is a cool visual. The brood kind of repels down mm-hmm. from the ceiling onto the top of the hell in the cell. They break open the cell, drop down a noose, and they basically lynch the big boss man. This is just so weird. And when they were story, we we're just praising Russo. When they're storyboarding this. Not this one. <laughs> what, what the hell? <clears throat> There clearly was some type of idea because Michael Cole keeps screaming, is this a symbol? Is this a symbol of something? No, it's not. It's just stupid. Yeah. It's, and, and like he's really dead. 
Like if you're gonna yeah. hang, if you're gonna hang him like that for that long, and then he's gonna hang there lifeless, <laughs> you just had murder on television. Yes, it's not symbolic. That's what keeps Cole saying. Cole keeps saying. Yeah. And yeah, apparently it's a, it's a, a, it's a hate crime. <laughs> apparently, the boss man's dead. They just killed him. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't know. This might have been the worst part of the show, and that's saying a lot. Yeah. Worse than the grind, maybe. Or would you prefer uh, this over the grind? I mean, that, I mean, there's two different types of uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sable trying. I don't know. Do you think when they got in the back, they were like, oh, that was pretty good, guys? Or were they like, oh, what the hell were we thinking? I don't know. Well, the good news is, after this super serious thing, we go to the WrestleMania Rage Party. let's have a party. With special guest Big Pun (laughs) and the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. (laughs) Was that Zoot Suit Riot, guys? Well, yeah, and the best part was was Val Venus introducing us, the Cherry Poppin' Poppin' Daddy. Oh, that's the, that's the guy you have introduced, the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. <laughs> I was also very re- very recently realized what the pun was for their band name. What is it? Cherry Poppin'? <laughs> Did you just get it too? <laughs> no, I know what it means. The way you said it, Cherry Poppin'? <laughs> yeah. I'm offended. I'm an offended Val- old man. Valvinus. <laughs> Cherry. <laughs> like he's just, they come he's out, just like, talking about virgins he just loved it and then they're coming out just like hey we're the swing band remember when swing was popular for zoot, three zoot months Riot. oh zoot, my god Riot. the brian seltzer orchestra remember uh-huh. those guys oh yeah who's your daddy yes i am <laughs> oh my god what a time to be alive in 1999 it was and then we also have Isaac Hayes. You mentioned him earlier. He's singing, hey, everybody, ever seen my balls? They're big and salty and brown. Because, of course, South Park was huge at the time. It was. And, uh, I remember my friend's mom. Like, she would ask me. They didn't have cable. So, mm-hmm. uh, she, in 1999, she loved South Park. She would have mm-hmm. me record it for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would record it. I'd, I'd, I'd go in. I'd say, Evelyn, here's your tape. She's like, oh, thanks so much. And then she's like, can you record it for me some more? So, I did this for her. On, I think it was like Wednesday nights it was on. Yeah. And I did it for her maybe like for seven months. <laughs> really? Kept, yeah. She loved it she, so much. Did you re-record or would you give her a new tape? No, I, I, she would give back tapes. So I probably, she, she bought the tapes. So she would, okay. give, she'd give them to me. So it was like a 10 pack and you know, like of uh, TDK or some shit. Yeah, TDK. <laughs> <laughs> so she'd give them to me and then, you know, she'd just kind of cycle through them. And, That's amazing. Yeah. I bet you haven't thought about that in 20 years. No, I haven't. It was just so fun. And South Park, even like I'll see it. And mm-hmm. here's the thing, like, I don't dislike it. It's just I haven't really watched a full episode of South Park since then. Yeah. The new ep- new episodes are way different than the older ones. The newer ones are way more, like, ridiculous humor. Uh-huh. And it, it, they're good. If you, get, if you get a chance to, you know, watch one. Yeah. And, like, especially their stuff with the pandemic special they did and the mm-hmm. vaccination specials and the episode where the coronavirus comes to the U.S., their story was that yeah. Stan's dad, Randy, fucked a bat in China so uh-huh. that he brought he brought the virus <laughs> back, and it was just funny. Yeah. I believe you. Uh, okay. And then we've got, at this, WrestleMania Rager party looked like a blast. You got Stone Cold there. You got The Rock. You got Big Pun. You got X-Pac, Cherry Pop and Daddies, The <laughs> Grind. You got a good night. Good yeah. night. Good Good times. They'll never do anything like this again. If they do, they'll charge like $700 to get in. Might be worth okay. it. 
now we've got our main event, but there's a lot of stuff that has to happen before our main event. First off, Michael Cole brings back JR, who had a, uh, another battle with, with uh, cerebral palsy attacked his face. and But he's back for the main event. He sounds good. Um, calls a great match. It was pretty cool to see him for the main event. And good on WWF for letting him do that. Did they put, did they play the Oklahoma song for this no. one? Okay. No. I was just wondering because if it was different on the Peacock version versus, you know, the original one. No, but they did edit the Big Show's song. Yeah, they this, did. Which was weird. I, I thought, I thought they edited maybe the theme of the, of the show. Maybe. I'll have to take a look. Yeah. Um, but then Vince comes out as the referee, right? He's because he named himself the ref earlier. Mm-hmm. But who comes out is Shawn Michaels and his Miami Vice look. Shawn Michaels is the commissioner at the time. And he keeps saying, priorities, Vincent. Priorities. You have to read that WWF rule book. By the way, this is the first time I noticed that they uploaded the edited version of the show that bleeps out the F. So he says, WWF. So I I looked back a few other times when they say mm-hmm. WWF, it's muted out a few times. So they didn't put the unedited version on there. Yet another reason why keep your physical stuff. Don't just assume everything's going to stay in your digital cloud forever. Also, speaking of digital stuff, so we just got a notification on the Netflix account. We share that like your account price is going up to $20 a month next month. Like, what? Geez. Yeah, man. Netflix is raising prices like a mofo. Wow. Just saying, just saying. Looks like I'm going to have to go to Movies 1, 2, 3 to watch some Netflix stuff. Is that still a thing? <laughs> I'm sure it is somewhere. <laughs> I don't think so. Probably ends in like a bunch of uh, weird domain names. Yeah. It keeps getting shut virus. down. Virus in your computer. <clears throat> okay, The Rock comes out. He's the champion here defending. Uh, looking like a star. And I've heard people say they don't think he was ready for the main event this time. I thought Rock was on Austin's level at this point. Yeah, I do too. Especially when I was watching as a kid, too. Took off his little glasses. Oh, slap the lips off your mouth. Slap the lips. Spin your little nursery rhymes about Jabroni Avenue. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Austin famously comes out here in a t-shirt because he talked about this. He forgot his vest. Oh, uh, so I didn't I, I mean, I knew he came out in a t-shirt. I, I didn't yeah. think it was... I did, yeah, didn't think it was anything different, but... With his little... Co- his little what, snake pythons? Yep. Cobras? Sure, yeah, for snakes arms? for arms. Yeah, it's a ridiculous shirt. WWE Shop recently re-released it, and I bought it because it's the most ridiculous shirt ever. <laughs> Stone Cold with uh, snake hands. S- snake for arms, yeah. His arms up in the air. Uh, they mention that this is a no-rules match. The announcers do, of course, because Vince made that announcement on Heat. And because of that, we get a pretty ridiculous brawl all throughout the arena. And it seems like when I was watching this that the crowd really was just waiting for this main event to happen. Mm-hmm. This it was this is I guess how a show should be built is around the main event. And it definitely was because every the crowd was just like, we just gotta see this. We need to see it. And they did. And I love this match. This match was awesome. I, I have to rewatch the other two matches they had at 17 and 19. I really don't like their 19 matches as much as everybody else just because I hate the ending so much. Mm-hmm. But this match was just so fun to watch. They're just beating the hell out of each other. I thought I thought Jim him. Ross really added like a, a like a like another level element to this. Like just the emotion he he was just Jr. being Jr. in nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and then this gets a little more ridiculous too because eventually mankind comes back out as kind of the referee and there's a there's a chair bump. There's chair shots on Austin's knee. Um, the Rock 
pulls the referee in front of a chair shot, so the referee gets knocked out with a chair shot. Uh, Mike, Mike Yoda got blasted. Yeah, man. It's WrestleMania. He took right? it right on the crown of the head. Yeah. Rock goes for the corporate rebel. He misses it. Austin uh, gives him the stunner and wins the match at about 17 minutes. Vince, the shot of Vince after Austin wins is just amazing. He's like, no, I can't believe it. I've, I've tried so much to screw Austin over. He won the belt again. No. <laughs> and Austin celebrates by dumping beer all over Vince, and he's got a, you know. Yeah, the, the last, like, 10 minutes after he won was just kind of just awkward because Vince is, like, chasing him mm-hmm. to get his ass beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where every other time he runs runs away from him. So he approaches him and says, that's my belt. Give me my belt back. Austin's like, you want this? Okay. <laughs> so he whoops his ass. <laughs> <laughs> he whoops his ass. Like, why, why is that his belt? Why does he want it? That didn't make He's any sense. The to owner. Me. He's the owner of the WWF. Yeah, but he didn't win it. I guess. And his, his corporate chump lost it. Well, he did win it at Rumble '99, and then gave it up, and then we had the Deadly Games tournament. Or no, yeah, he gave it up. There's a lot of back and forth of history of this. What ends up happening? The Deadly Games tournament at Survivor Series. Actually, never mind. I, I guess screwed that up. <laughs> That's all right. Survivor Series '98 we'll Deadly Games post. tournament. Yeah, Survivor Series 98's Deadly Games Tournament. And that's because before that, Austin refused to pay, count the referee of Kane and uh, Undertaker or something. Something goofy. The title was vacated in the tournament, all that stuff. Anyway, we're here. And you say that to say this. Exactly. We're here. The main event, WrestleMania 15. As much as I've shit on the show, the crowd seems happy. They're pumped. They came with, they, they got their money's worth. They came to see Austin whoop Vince's ass mm-hmm. and win the title and drink beers, and they got it. And for a bonus, they got the grind. So and they, and they what, got Deborah all, what can go all tan and oiled up. And Ryan Shamrock and the boss man getting hung, and they witnessed a murder, mm-hmm. so they got to see that. They saw the best spin, spinning heel kick in, in the world. For sure, for sure. The best night skip trip. Night, I keep uh, tripping over my tongue here. That's okay. The You're so best, excited thinking about Deborah. <clears throat> the night stick tricks. <laughs> That's tough to say. It is. tricks. I, I, I feel you. Okay, so the show ends. What do you? What's your letter grade on this show? Let's see. We got uh, hardcore Holly. Someone be a, da-da, be the tag. So the highlight. I, I like the, the surprise tag. It was a shitty match, but mm-hmm. hmm, Bart Gunn getting pounded in the face <laughs> like a cartoon character <laughs> playing the harp. By the way, to heaven. Big, <laughs> Big Show gets arrested. He's got a fit his big body in the backseat of a car. Yeah, he's, he's all squished back there. Yeah, yeah that was funny. His head's like, hmm. You know what? I, I'd give it like a, because of the, the the crowd too. Like, I think the crowd adds a lot of stuff to this. Hmm. Sean mm-hmm. Michaels comes out. It, it had a lot going on. I, I'd give Stop it convincing a, yourself this is a good show. What do you got? What's your grade? I'd give it a C minus. <laughs> Same as 11. C minus. Okay, I'm going to give it a C minus, which is lower than 11. And the only reason it's a C minus is I love the main event. This yeah. main event was a stinker. We're looking at a D show, a <laughs> D minus show. Even I, I, I would say that main event brought it up a full letter grade. And also, that's that's good. That's good. I would say that the har- that Billy Gunn or Bart Gunn playing the harp after being knocked out, <laughs> cartoon style, also made me laugh. Yeah. Um, these Attitude Era shows are fun to talk about. But not necessarily watch. <laughs> yeah, I guess I moments. guess it depends. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. 
I don't even know if it's the moments. It's it's the idea of the characters. Like if you if you, well, I don't even know if you have to live through it. Like we lived through this era, so we remember the the Owen Hart, the "Don't piss me off." You remember all those guys, and they instill some sort of memory in you, or or, or, or you know, you just know who they are. So when you kind of see them, you're like, "Oh, that's cool." Hardcore Holly is going against Al Snow and Billy Gunn. This is going to be a good match, even though if it sucks, like it's still a good match because you get to see the three guys fight each other again. So that's how I was watching this, but some of them were pretty bad. But you know, it was just the the excitement of seeing them again, like mm-hmm. like they were wrestling tonight. So, what's the best Edge Jar pay per view? Like SummerSlam '98, maybe that's probably like one that's a memorable one, a rewatchable one. Mm-hmm. It's got the ladder match. It's got X Pac in a, in a hair match versus uh, Jeff Jarrett. It's got the oddities. It's got. Austin, Undertaker, Highway to Hell. It's got rewatchable factors. This, not so much. Yeah, you're right. But at the time, when we watched this live, I don't remember being disappointed with this show at all. I don't remember being like, oh, that show kind of sucked. Do you guys remember? Were you were you happy with no, it? No, I, I think we just had other things going on. Like we were playing darts and, oh, this one's got, you know, different guys are on TV or let's watch this match. And, you know, it was more like a like a party type thing with the pay-per-view on. It wasn't like a pay-per-view party where we all sat there and watched all the matches. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, this was, as always, fun to talk with you about and fun to bring back memories. And hopefully we did that for you guys, too, as you listened along. <laughs> and as you listen along with us, make sure you listen to other podcast buddies. We give our shout-outs every week. These are shows that I listen to that Eric and I are friends with, so check them out. Check out our friends uh, Joe and Quinn at the Our Vantage Point podcast. I was arguing with Joe about WrestleMania 11 being not that bad because for their Patreon, they are about up to WrestleMania 11 so we will see what they have to say. If you want to subscribe to their Patreon, please do. You can follow them at OVP Podcast for awesome retro wrestling. Follow our friends Eric and Barry at the Doing the Favor Wrestling Podcast. Also have a show on sports in Cleveland, and they've got a lot of internal struggles with Sean Watson becoming the Cleveland Browns quarterback. Eric does at least, so we'll see how that goes. Follow them at Doing the Favor. Follow our friends Scott and Jeff at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast longest episodic wrestling figure podcast going today jeff and i'll be out at wrestlemania weekend together we'll be at wrestlecon so if you see me or jeff please stop say hello and we will talk ridiculous wrestling talk figures talk autographs and all this other fun stuff talk all the carnies and all the carny shit that'll be going on at wrestlecon give us a what's up follow them at fully posable follow our friends over at the raw is nitro podcast lee down in australia doing a great show when they come out usually looking back at shows and kind of comparing wwf wwe to wcw uh daniel and spencer and friends at the ringside podcast follow them as well i'll be seeing him in dallas hopefully uh, follow our friends over at the breaker and bane power hour Breaker also does a show called You Know It's Fake, right? So follow the main feed for all that show information. And then follow, lastly, our friends over at the Wrestling Cheers podcast. Justin Summers uh, does interviews and indie wrestling stuff with AIW, so go ahead and follow them. A uh, couple other people that uh, don't make it every week, but we interact with on Twitter, uh, the TB Toy Cast, the, with the uh, Apron Bump podcast. So a couple other kind of newer shows to check out. And if you're a listener thinking about starting a podcast, just do it. It's not that hard. If you need help, let me know. I'll try to help you out. But do a podcast. They're fun, and sometimes they can be entertaining, 
and it gives you something to talk about with people. Do, you, do people ever ask you about like a podcast? You do a podcast. Anybody know outside like your girlfriend, I'm sorry, your fiance and like your immediate family? Anybody know you do a podcast? Not really. Really? <laughs> Thanks for advertising, bro. <laughs> people at work, man. You got to tell them. Yeah, I don't Never know. Never comes up? Not really. Okay. Well, I mean, a lot of people know I do it now just because of work because I've I did a podcast for work and everyone was like, whoa, you're pretty, you're like, pretty good at this. Well, oh, don't, you don't, you don't know. I, I do a podcast. Here's no, my, like, here's listen, my, so, I'm not so saying like, subscribe, listen, share with your friends. I'm not saying I'm some great podcaster, but I know beats and format and how to do it. So they were kind of surprised about that. Yeah. Oh, you're and, right. And, yeah. So go ahead. You should tell people, Eric, come on. We need you. We need you here to help. All out. right. Let me, let me, uh, Tomorrow at work, I let, want you let, telling everybody. <laughs> let me hit the streets. <laughs> get you, get you some flyers. We yeah. should do that. Start sticking up flyers on Orland Park. Get rid of get all some, those stupid. Get some stickers. Start putting them on gas station pumps. <laughs> oh god, get rid of those stupid. I did that. So one of my friends' friends works at a gas station, mm-hmm. and he's like, I freaking hate these stupid Joe Biden stickers. Putting, I don't care if you like the president or not, but I have to peel them off in the winter. Yeah. I peel <laughs> them off if I see them. Yeah, I know. Like I, just, I told up is like. Uh, Something Joe Biden. I'm like, this is uh, dumb. <laughs> so right. I just peeled it off. <laughs> yeah, like, look, would be a nice guy. Because some worker were making minimum wage just to peel that off in yeah. the cold. You think you're being funny. It's like, right. don't vandalize things. Mm-hmm. Ay, ay, ay. So we're going to make podcast. stickers and vandalize stuff. <laughs> yes, definitely. Put them, we're on, gonna, put them on a street pole. No, put them on people's cars. Oh, there we go. Piss them off. They know exactly who they do did it. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm going to find out who these assholes are <laughs> the ppw <These> nerds <laughs> uh, that's us man that's WrestleMania us. seven <laughs> god damn how old are these guys <laughs> too old too old yeah. too old all right well eric thanks for coming on late night and getting this show out and hopefully everyone enjoyed this despite what our thoughts are on the show it was fun to talk about it's always fun to interact with everyone. Please keep doing that, guys. Follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. You can follow Eric at Positively underscore Eric. He likes interacting, too, so do it with him. And the best way, if you have a show suggestion or comment, just shoot us a Twitter DM. If you, for some reason you want to do a long-form note, PPWpodcast at gmail.com is the main email. But continue to listen. Continue to subscribe to the show. And continue to support. Really appreciate everyone that always listens. Eric, thanks for coming on. Oh, no problem. Everybody else, we'll see you next week.